following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Todd, Denise, and I have been sitting here. The caffeine's starting to wear off. We're going to re-energize with more caffeine. If you want to join us, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. This is by far the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on Earth other than the alien shows, which by far are the most informative shows on Earth. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek counsel for any legal issues you have. Do not... Go and use what we say as legal advice unless you're at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah with your in-laws and you want to one-up them when they say the famous. They say, you say, no, Radio Law Talk says as follows, and that's what you can do. And and we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to do case or no case. We're going to talk about just very briefly the the Supreme Court. Trump asked them, uh, the Supreme Court, to shield his tax records. And uh, we're going to talk about a high school baseball coach uh, that has a seven-year legal battle. And uh, not only that, after the seven-year legal battle, uh, he wins the case. We're going to tell you what he wins about. Uh, Todd wants to talk about Woody Allen. And you and Denise, you want to talk about United Airlines pilot uh, issue. We'll talk about that if we can get to it. This third hour is, um, is, is interesting because we do a thing called quick takes at the very end. We're going to... Uh, do a quick take where we say a quick thing, but just a really a jab at some of the topics we've talked about today. Um, but there's really quick, Denise, we were going to talk about Roger Stone. It just came down that Roger Stone, who is uh, an advisor to uh, the President Trump, has just been found guilty uh, as of Friday, I believe, in his... Uh, in the uh, case where he's being charged with what was he being uh, charged with? Uh, I think Denise has Denise. this one. Lying to Congress. Yeah. Witness tampering. Um, obstructing a judicial or, or excuse me a congressional committee's proceedings, and there were seven counts, and he was found guilty on all seven counts. That was Friday. This was and what's so strange about this is everybody thought this was going to take weeks and weeks and weeks. And relatively, it happened like within a week. Um, Very, very crazy. But he doesn't get sentenced until February. So we'll know more about that in February. And and this is the one we talked about last week where the judge said you couldn't have any. Stop. Stop the references or don't go home and watch The Godfather. Oh, yeah. That's that's the one we talked about last week. So uh, interesting interesting stuff here. Good good appealable issues, I think. Uh, Trump is asking the Supreme Court to shield his tax returns from prosecutors, uh, and this is a big issue about separation of powers, Todd, and you, you've kind of followed up on this a little bit. That's right. So President Trump, well, are we going to, are we doing a case or no, no case? I, or no, gonna, I want to okay, talk we'll about this first. So I just want to differentiate this from a lot of stuff that's going on right now. There was a request from one of the committees in Congress. We just had it there, Denise. It was, uh, ooh, Anyway, uh, it was the the one that enforces. Um, <laughs> yes. No, no I, not ways. Anyway, so there was a request. And what spurred this was back when Michael Cohen was testifying before Congress, he made an allegation that President Trump, Donald Trump, before he was president, would inflate his net worth in order to qualify for loans. This is the Manhattan District Attorney's and, Office. And it, it, he went further than that. He also said that Trump would deflate his net worth when it came to his tax returns. So, so yes. Yeah, so what happened was, so he did that, and there was a question, but it all arose out of Michael Cohen's testimony before Congress. And so, in order to follow up on the validity of Michael Cohen's claims, because you know, obviously his credibility was called into question based upon numerous misstatements. Congress decided to, or this subcommittee decided to go ahead and subpoena his tax returns to see, okay, what did he say? His What was his net worth at various times? And the Trump administration has been fighting it. It was the House Oversight Committee was the committee that was seeking it. Got it. And... What happened recently was a federal panel said, okay, yeah, you have to turn it over. 
Mm-hmm. And since then, and this was just a couple of days ago, since then, the attorneys for President Trump have appealed it to the Supreme Court, yet to see whether the Supreme Court's going to grant certiorari to take up the case to actually hear it. But they are seeking relief or petitioning the court, Supreme Court to overturn that decision on whether or not the tax returns need to be turned over. So everything is in limbo. When you file an appeal, everything is like pressing the pause button to see what the appeals court is going to do. And that's where we are. So that's why they want it to see if Cohen was lying or not. The oversight committee is the one that wanted it. And that's the status. We'll see what happens going forward. I don't think it's just to see if Cohen's lying, but I do think it's to see whether or not there's... It was his there's, test- it was his testimony that precipitated the request. That's exactly yes. right. But yes. that's not the real reason they want and, it. And, yeah. and it was part of Mueller, but Mueller then gave it away, so, I so, guess, to uh, so, push it toward the committee, I think. Well, no, remember that when Mueller would come across something against somebody that wasn't directly related to his investigation, he would refer it to the specific district of uh, – of U.S. Attorney's Office to prosecute. That's what happened with Cohen. Then, as a result, and Roger of, Stone and too. Stone. But as a result of that, then it ended up going before the House Committee for further testimony. So you so, know what this all means? Don't work for a politician that's and right. don't go in and get into politics. <laughs> Not that you're just on a man alive. They, you, no matter what you do, the other side's going to come against you. If you're a Republican, the Democrats are going to come against you no matter what. Right. And you're, you're a Republican, and if you're a Democrat, the Republicans are coming against you. It just seems crazy. Tell you what, Papadopoulos would sure say that. Exactly I'm saying right. all the people around the politician are going down, and that's very... Uh, yeah. Well, if somebody wants to shake up this whatever is perceived as the status quo, the people who would be shaken up are saying, wait a minute, we'll get yeah. you. Yeah. yeah that's no, what I, it seems like. Yeah. This country's interesting. Like, yeah. Though I'm saying, I always say it's the best there is out there. It's It's got a lot of flaws. But this is the most interesting one about this. Jury clears a high school baseball coach seven-year legal battle. The baseball coach tells his this kid to slide into third base. Right, it was third base. That's right. And he gets That's has right. a serious injury, and this poor kid, and I feel bad for the kid, has a serious spine injury, and for seven years this legal battle is brewing. And now I know we're turning a lot over to Todd, but Todd's baseball. He follows baseball. Todd is actually an announcer for baseball, and 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 he likes to follow. Anything and everything to do with baseball. That's right. So what happened here on this one? So you look at this case, and here's the setup for the game. It's the second inning. The plaintiff, okay, the the kid and his coach, their team was up six to nothing. How old were they, by the way? Uh, This is, is they they were freshman, sophomore year in high school, okay? Junior varsity. Junior varsity team. And so the, the plaintiff... He took his at-bat. When he was at-bat, there was runners in second and third. He gets a great hit. It knocks in the runners from second and third. The hit goes to the outfield. He gets a double easily. He rounds second. He's going to try to stretch this to a triple. The coach in question is the third base coach. And as he's coming into third base, the coach thinks this is going to be a bang-bang play, meaning the ball from the outfielder is going to be thrown. It's going to get to the third baseman about the same time the runner does. And he says, slide. So he tells the kid Stop to Stop right in. there. Show your hands. I, no. I, I'm, given the, I'm given the universal slide as if, you know. They do that, don't they? Yes. They don't say it. So he, get he, down. He get says, down. get down yeah. and slide. The kid goes to slide in and suffers a major ankle injury that at one point in time, doctors thought they might have to amputate. It was that horrific. But it was a freak injury, and the kid's parents decide to sue the baseball coach for the injury that happened during the course of the game. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what was decided by the jury and some of the legal wranglings that occurred coming up to that point about what standard was going to be used. Yeah, that's interesting, the standard. But that, also the school district, weren't they sued also? They, everybody was sued that the folks thought they could. We're going to be back to talk more about this baseball case, and then we're going to talk about Woody Allen. Hey, call us at 855-529-7234. That's Law Radio. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So uh, Woody Allen spotted cruising in New York. Uh, um, um, cruising around in New York with his wife for the first time since the settlement of a lawsuit. We're going to talk about that. But uh, before we get to that, we're going to also talk about this high school baseball coach that we didn't finish on yeah. uh, about uh, this seven-year lawsuit that uh, left an, a, a young man critically injured. So there's no winners here no matter what I say. But 
Go ahead, Todd. What was the issue there? Yeah, well, you know, why did it take seven years? That seems like a yes. long time. And the reason why is there was a dismissal, an appeal, and a reinstatement that occurred in the case, and that just takes a while to, to litigate all of that. The, when the plaintiffs sued, they alleged in their complaint that the high school coach was negligent and careless. That was the basis of the lawsuit. It was a negligence lawsuit. The defendants the high school coach and, and the school board said, you know what, that's not the right standard. You guys needed to allege reckless, recklessness, not negligence, recklessness based upon a case in New Jersey that said that that was the case. They filed for summary judgment after discovery and the trial judge, the judge to which it was assigned, agreed with the defense, said, yeah, this is, recklessness is the appropriate standard. You should have alleged that, you didn't, I'm dismissing the case. The appeals court agrees, essentially, with everything the trial court did up to that point, but up to, up to the point prior to dismissal, but said, no, you should have, based upon the facts that were there, first, you should have reviewed to see if, notwithstanding the fact that it wasn't alleged in the complaint, if the recklessness standard was still met by the facts that came forward in discovery. Oh, in the summer judgment. Yes. It, okay. It, because in New Jersey, they have very liberal pleading requirements. And so even though it's not listed in the complaint in New Jersey, if it is if a cause of action is suggested by the nature of the evidence, that can be used to defeat a summary judgment motion. And the judge didn't do any inquiry as far as that's concerned. And so the Supreme Court or the appeals court for this, and it was just, it was the New Jersey appeals department that of that specific court said, no, this has got to go back to the trial judge to review to see if there's enough facts that were alleged to satisfy the recklessness allegation, even though it wasn't alleged. And apparently after reviewing it, the judge said, yep, there is enough here to determine that this should that the recklessness standard should apply and that there's enough facts to show that that it should defeat summary judgment. So it, it ended up going to trial and as a result of the trial, the jury found, yeah, recklessness was the correct standard and no plaintiff you didn't meet it. There is nothing to suggest that the coach's conduct in this case of telling a person to slide into third when the ball is coming, which is a play that happens all the time in baseball. There is nothing to suggest that the coach was reckless or intentionally causing that, and that's why the plaintiff lost, but it took seven years to get there. Here's wow. the issue that's really about this case, and the question is, and it's not just about whether they win or lose this case. Is there more lawsuits coming against schools and schools are going to protect themselves and therefore start eliminating sports or at least eliminating the sports that aren't quite as, um, I'm going to say, popular, the the peripheral sports for liability? Do they start dumping them? Don't forget, this was, a, by the way, it was a seven to one vote jury yeah. uh, that said that the defense, uh, the coach wins and so does the school. I, I think coaches are going to have to have um, insurance. Well, they should through the through the school. They no, do. I think they're going to have to have their own insurance as well. When Be I coached, I had to buy my own. I had to yeah. buy my own insurance, buy, yeah. buy liability insurance. I, I'm, I'm just curious that if I'm the defense, I want to ask the plaintiff, okay, on a play like that, when the guy is coming around and the ball's coming in, what should the coach have done? If, if the coach wasn't shouldn't have told him to slide, what should the coach have done at had done at that point? Just tell him to, to stand up in duck. There? To well, not to. I don't know. The duck would. <laughs> he could have got hit in the head. Got, what, yeah, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, what was he supposed to do? The reason you slide is because in the rules of baseball, if your momentum takes you past the bag on any play other than a a single down the first base line. If you're not on the bag, you tag, you're out. You slide so that you can stop on the bag. Yeah, what, or what was he supposed grab to it do? with your hand. Yeah, but, you know, but, if, but even it still then, requires the action of going down. And the other does. point is that coaches, when they put that universal motion that Todd did, they'll stand there and they'll go, they'll show a side to which they want you to slide. They'll say yes. slide inside the bag, slide outside the bag. If they don't want to slide, they'll just hold up their hands. But, yeah, when I slide, usually, Cal, to the bag, yeah. there's usually like, uh, it's like a dust storm. 
When I did it, they put a seismometer <laughs> yes. back at the catcher. And, and, and look, there's, I'd say a dust tornado. There, there's, a, there's a technique for sliding that they teach where your feet are up. And what happened was when this kid went into slide, his cleat got caught on the ground. And, you know, it broke his phys- physics just says the laws of motion and, and mass, if your cleat gets stuck and you got a weaker joint in the ankle, it's going to have so many pounds and it's going to hurt. It's going gonna, it's gonna to break. But it's not carelessness or recklessness on the part of the judge. It's or on softball, the part of the coach. They now use breakaway bags. Yeah. So when you come Do into they? the bag, the bag is set mounted on this little kind of a suction cup system, and you hit, and the bag pops off. Still a possibility oh. of injury, oh. but that's what they use now for safety. Yeah. Other things. So, like that. so right. that's the long and short of it. The coach was, but I agree with you, Fred. Uh, there's only going to be an increase in lawsuits against schools. I think that it's going to cause. Eventually, schools, I see a bunch of schools saying, well, we can't afford to run this sport given the liability that's associated with it. And even if we try to get waivers, it's difficult to get waivers from minors. you got to get them from their parents. If the kid just signs it, well, no. waivers by juveniles don't really count. You know, that's funny that you would say that. Um, that came up recently for me uh, when we had a child that both parents were not involved in the child's life and the school was not allowing the child to be in sports without both parents signing on and doing waivers for that child. And, you know, that's that can be problematic, too, having both parents involved in in the child's sport. It, and it's not it. You know, when anytime you require parental waivers, I've even seen religious organizations where they won't allow a, a juvenile to join unless both parents agree. And so it's it's difficult. But, yeah, Fred, if this continues, high school sports going to take a hit. We'll be back. Talk more about Woody Allen. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. There's more coming up. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. After living with quadriplegia for decades, never did I imagine I would also have to battle breast cancer. For me, the diagnosis of stage three breast cancer came after identifying a lump that hadn't been there before. It was out of the ordinary. And all kinds of thoughts crossed my mind, like how will they perform a mammogram when I'm in a wheelchair? Plus, I worried about how cancer would affect my husband and caregivers. But friend, if you have a disability like me, it's important that you not let these concerns deter you from being evaluated by a medical professional. Speak with your doctor about the importance of mammograms and self-exams, and then visit disabilitycampaign.org to download free resources on breast cancer prevention tips, including how to prepare for a mammogram when you have a disability. Again, that's disabilitycampaign.org. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. 
Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Fancy Pants Peanut Butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's gonna flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Is this real life? Oh, stop it. Oh, come on. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. I agree with all that. Uh, We're going to finish really quick on... uh, We're just throwing things a little bit different. Woody Allen, and then we're going to go into our case or no case, our our third hour here. But Woody Allen brought a, a lawsuit against Amazon. Remember, Woody Allen had issues with allegations. Again, allegations doesn't mean they're true about you know sexual misconduct and stuff like that with uh, certain individuals I'm not going to bring that up but uh, he said he sued Amazon because once that occurred Amazon like just said okay we're not going to do some of these shows with you yet Amazon knew about these he's claiming knew about these claimed allegations and they still went forward with it but then they backed out uh, kind of you know the me too movement got on it and it was just kind of during that time period. So the case settled. The case settled. And he asked for $68 million, and then it settled for an undisclosed amount. Denise, you were going to say something? Yeah, just it, um, he, ha- he had a good point. Because when he came to an agreement with Amazon, um, he, he had already been divorced from Mia Farrell, and all of these allegations came out of that divorce. Mm-hmm. So Amazon already knew right. about those allegations, and still they had a contract. Right. And then... What happened is that uh, Ronan Farrell um, brought this up again, and uh, the accuser took out an op-ed, I think, in a newspaper, and then that's when Amazon said, "Whoops, we don't want said, to deal with this." Yeah, they backed out. Well, good. So well, it settled. It and settled, and there and Woody's back in town. Yeah, back in town. Okay, so we 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 we've been skipping on case or no case a little bit here. We always do it at the very beginning, but I think we've mixed it up just to have a little bit uh, a little bit different mix. But let's roll our final for this day, Saturday. What is the date? November sixteenth. Case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! Georgia Kano is a tune. An animator, starting her career on the ground ground floor 
of commuter, computer animation visual effects in the movies in the mid-1980s. Always loved the work of people who brought you never-before-seen imagery for Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Toy Story, wow. Shrek, Polar Express, Avatar. But she said these, these Toon people had been taken advantage of financially for decades because, she claims, Disney, Sony, and six other Hollywood studios violated antitrust laws by conspiring to press the wages of animators by agreeing to never poach from another company and therefore not allowing people to cut their own deal. It wants to become a commodity in Hollywood. You know, your, your wages should go up. She said this would never happen. She realized her wages were being suppressed sideways. Mobility to competitors were limited. So she decided to do something, and she sought a lawyer. And so I ask you, Mr. Cunin, it's your turn, and you were in the lead. Case or no case? Okay, I'm going to say that this is a case. And when it comes to... Oh, how should I put this? Non-competition clauses and whatnot. Things vary state by state. But you said Hollywood, which I know is in California the last time I checked my geography. Not the Florida Hollywood. Not the Florida Hollywood, but this is Hollywood in California. And I know that Business and Professions Code Section 16600 in the California Codes basically invalidates non-compete clauses in California. So if you go to work for somebody and they say, if you work for us, you can't compete with somebody else here. Sorry, 16600 says that is uh, illegal. And or not valid, not a valid contract, not a valid provision, and to the extent that was being used or anything close to it by folks in Hollywood to keep animators from moving to other locations, it would be a violation. She has a case, so I'm going to say it is a case. They file a lawsuit. Difficult thing's going to be proving it. It's hard to prove what people claim to do behind the scenes, but uh, she prevails. I'm going to say she wins. Okay, I will give you a bonus point. If you think it's a case, I, this is a, um, if you think it's a case and you claim plaintiff prevails, if you can give me an amount within uh, 10%, I'll give you an extra point. Okay. Do I? Can I wait for everybody else to answer while I think yes, about that? You That's can okay. do that. We'll do amount when That's we're done. Okay. Ms. Okay. Dirks, what say you? Case or no case? Uh, what year was this? Uh, she started in the 1980s, mid-1980s, she said. It's when she started her career. Okay, so you're exactly right on the law, and one of the things that they said, um, we get that clip the legislatures to, had said when they enacted that. that law, was that it is akin to slavery. They actually made a mention that it was akin to slavery. Wow. Involuntary um, service, servitude. Servitude, exactly. Very good. So I think um, I think this is a real case. I do think that the animators. Um, probably had some piece of, of of helping this law become in effect, and I'm going to say that it's a case, and she prevails. Okay, Mr. Penny, what say you? Case or no case? You've got two I've, people who say it is. I've been so I, I've done a horrible job today. I've lost every single time, so I'm just playing the odds. I'm going to say no case. I, I everything they say is absolutely correct, but I just have to go for the odds and go for the points. So I'm going to say no case. All right. It's all strategery. Well, you will never get the extra point. Oh, wait a minute. Let me back up. <laughs> no, no. I said if. And, and no, I, I don't agree with that. That's true. You did. You gave it away. Yes, it's a case. I agree with them. I'm changing. Your <laughs> no, Honor, I, uh, no. I'm changing. Here's what I said. I said, if it is in fact a case, then give me within 10% of yes. the amount they want. It's a case, and I'll give you the number. Okay, go ahead. And I'm going with them because now that that just that tipped it off, huh? That's like saying I swung. <laughs> wait a minute, it was when I swung when I swung the bat. Yeah, I right. only swung at half weight, Todd. Okay. So okay. It, it was I didn't swing all the way through. Pitcher's I want to change my play. answer. So the no case. <laughs> <laughs> case and how much does she win? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say a hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, now for Todd, for one extra point within 10%, what was the amount of settlement if, of this particular case that you say was a case? Well, I could see you doing the whole bonus point as a red herring, and it's still a no case. But uh, I've, already, I, I've already said my answer, and I'm going to say she wins $2.5 million. I'm going to be ticked off if I like, oh, Denise, you're smart. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to change it. No case. You're going to say no case. I am. I Wait, am. Can, wow. can you change it midway after you hear everybody else's answer? I, I sure. I, okay. You could right. be a contrarian this, in this case. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I All right. right. Here we go. I don't know. I think it's especially, a case now, given how quickly he's allowing you to I do this. I welcome contrary opinions, especially when I ask the question. All of those who say it is a case, raise your hand. Fred and Todd. 
Yes. Oh, okay. I'm so glad I changed. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. To, to those of you who said that this turned into a class action suit that say? ended up having a value oh, of $168 million. Oh, how much did you say? I said all of the animators, so you got none of you were close on the amount. Yeah. But nonetheless, Woo. you were correct. It was a case plaintiff, and it turned into a class. Woo. They all prevailed, and the law was changed because of what she Wow. Million. It's a big deal. <laughs> wow. the, the legal firm that represents them is going, we in the money. Cha-ching. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought you were going to stump us three times. I just I, did. I came close. I came yeah. close. Wow. I got a couple points there. So Todd and I each got two. Yep. That's right. And Denise, you got sorry. I got goose egg. Okay. You but I'm still time. in second place. Okay. You're in last. I know. I'm a loser. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to try to get through this. Denise, I, so you called me a loser. Talk about this United Airlines Pilot Award of $300,000. <laughs> After a wrongful, apparently, they were cl- trying to claim there's an indecent exposure issue here. Is that correct? Uh, what happened, yeah. Denise? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> You know, because this is this is right up your alley. This is an interesting story too. I think. And we'll tell you about Denise's uh, Oregon uh, rooftop issue later. <laughs> that one creeped back up. I just that was from two years oh ago. We talked gosh. about that. Oh my gosh! Yes, I don't. I thought you wouldn't remember oh, that. Oh, I remember. <laughs> We've already interviewed all your old friends with you that were. Todd, with you, you have to time. take over on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well. So essentially, <laughs> essentially, this the the claim was that this pilot. Um, in the let's see the the, the claim was dated September 20th 2018 and Denver International Airport employees claimed that they could see this pilot in front of his 10th floor window of his hotel um, nude and in, a, in, an, in an act that was suggestive of indecent exposure and let's see he was arrested charged with indecent exposure pled not guilty, arguing that being nude in your hotel room is not a crime and that he was not aware that anyone could see inside. Because if you're on the 10th floor, I mean, is it reasonable that anyone could see and... And someone was looking. Yeah, but the judge in the case dropped the charges. Now, he, he sued because of this, because he was terminated. Look, this incident... Caused him a lot of problems. Every time he'd come back into the country, he'd be stopped by Homeland Security to answer to what is happening and what has happened here. And he, United Airlines suspended him for six yeah. months. That's right. And he was awarded three hundred thousand. Who did he sue for the wrongful bust? I believe. Oh, he the city sued of Denver. The city of Denver. Oh my gosh. So wow. yeah. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. Anyone that's standing taking their clothes off on the tenth floor of a hotel room. I think everybody in this room and the in the Cal's room are guilty. Well, yeah. Everybody. Good for him there. except for his exhibition exhibitionist tendencies. Well, boy. whatever that is, the <laughs> fact is you got your window open tenth floor, someone's looking in. Right. That's their problem, not mine. They, they even the hotel let him go in without a warrant, so the multiple violations of the constitution which don't in and of themselves result in monetary value. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. Letty and Company. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. There's some interesting things that happen in Louisiana, I believe, uh, Denise, that, uh, again, is the dog whistle. <laughs> is the dog whistle one. What? Tell us a little bit about uh, what this judge offered a rapist. Yeah, this and, and the rapist is convicted. Right. Okay, so right. what he does, what the judge does in sentencing, is he says to the convicted rapist, um, if your victim will agree to accept $150,000 from you, then I will agree to reduce your sentence. Hey, guess what, though? Think about it. I'm going to jump on the judge's <laughs> side. All right. Okay. Think about this. Okay, that sounds horrible. It almost sounds like a payoff. But here, but listen to this. All right, I'm the judge. I'm just going to put myself in the judge's. Uh, I will reduce your sentence if you agree to pay this victim $150,000. Your Honor, I agree. I'll pay $150,000 out of my account. This guy apparently probably has some money that was convicted. Let's assume he does or she does. I I, I was a heath, if I remember. Um, All right, so it says that his the, the typical conviction would be uh, 12 years in prison because she he ordered to ordered him to serve 12 years in prison. Got it? Okay, Set, I'm setting the scenario up. Your Honor, sir, if you want to pay $150,000 to this victim uh, out of your whatever your account is, because don't forget there's ways to hide it and get you know get rid of it. She's got to go through a lawsuit. You know, that's a lot of, uh, and I will reduce your sentence. Your Honor. I agree. I will pay him one hundred fifty thousand dollars 
in order to uh, have my sentence. I agreed to pay her $150,000 to lower the sentence. And then if she, if she agreed, it would be her her consent. If she agreed, judge goes, I, ser- I, I, I moved you serve 11 years, 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know what? No, you know what? This is sets a precedent. I agree. The victim was 15 years old uh, at the time. At the time. I am sorry. Yeah. And that to me is the judge setting the value of what happened to this victim when she was 15 years old. And no, $150,000 is never going to make somebody whole from being raped. I'm but, sorry. But, and I agree with you 100% on that. But just think about it. Now, I, this really sounds stupid. I know I'm jumping on the side you shouldn't jump on. But think logically about it. He didn't say how much he was going to reduce it. But Denise, if you're 30, she was 31 years old at the time of this conviction, correct? Yes. Um, maybe she's struggling a little bit. And to give her 150000 that she couldn't get anyway. And the judge, again, maybe it's, I'll give you 11 years, uh, 11 months, 28 days. You know, that's a way to slap him in the in the face. Slap him in the yeah, face. Yeah, slap him with a million dollars. Don't slap him yeah. with 150000 Maybe you're right. So, so that's too low for I was going to say 150000 put in an account for a 15-year-old in a trust that she can't get to and earns interest. She could be literally financially set for... She's 31 years 31. old now. Oh, I She's thought 31. she was 31 She was 15 now at, the at the time. time. Okay, so never mind. By the way, the victim yeah, yeah. did not agree to that. She said that Manoma... No money is going to provide me with my 16 years of suffering Good back. Good for her. Good for Way her. to go. You bet. Uh, a yeah. couple, couple, of, couple of issues that I have with this. First of all, this was in Louisiana. They have the Napoleonic Code. It's different there than it is in any other state that follows pretty much common law. And but what's the Napoleonic Code? Because I think we should say that it's from France. It, it is. I not aware yeah. of Napoleon Sweden. But um, yeah, so the Napoleonic <laughs> Code Italian. comes from France. And, and, you know, anybody who's heard of the Louisiana Purchase, we actually bought Louisiana from France a long time ago. But this is this is the point I want to make. There is a an ethical rule in California. A lot of other states have this that says that you cannot use you cannot use a criminal action to, or a threat of a criminal action to settle a civil case. So in a criminal action, you can't say, well, you know, if, if as a prosecutor, if you do this and this and settle the settle, civil case and agree to pay all this, I'll go light on you and make you a better offer as a prosecutor. It sounds like the judge may have done that. And the reason I say that is for this reason. A judge can always order restitution in a case, right? And so somebody might say, well, what if the 150000 is restitution? Judicial restitution is to compensate somebody for actual damages. So unless she had $150,000 in medical bills that she can show, um, somebody's got a car that's ruined and they show the value of the car, that's what restitution can be ordered for. They cannot order, and judges do not order restitution to cover pain and suffering, things that would be punitive damages in a civil case. And I don't see a restitution claim ever submitted in this case for $150,000 from the victim, given the fact that she rejected the offer, would tend to indicate that there was no restitution claim. A judge is entitled, if a defendant wants to pay off a legitimate restitution claim, to reduce the sentence in exchange for paying the entire restitution up front as opposed to nickel and diming the victim. That did not happen here. This one appears to solely be an offer by the judge. He pulled the amount out of his And, and, and access, an offer yeah. that would arguably satisfy some sort of yet-to-be-filed civil claim it was inappropriate, and kudos to the victim for turning it down. Yeah, you no, know? I agree. And the judge himself said this will not be considered um, an extortionary offer. So even he felt that he had to say that to protect himself because it does almost sound like extortion. It sounds like, hey, I'm going to penalize you really badly unless you do this. So he says, I'm going to extort you, but this is not an extortionary yeah. offer. Yes, okay. because, because yeah. saying it's not that always works. It's like employment. So you're not an independent contractor. You're not an employee. You're an independent contractor, even right. though I'm going to treat you like an employee. But, <laughs> but remember remember the Bill um, Cosby case. Yes. And Bill Cosby got a non-prosecution agreement and because he allowed allowed for a civil suit to go and to cooperate and do a deposition in the civil suit. So the prosecutor then said, well, I'm not going to prosecute you. What happens? A new prosecutor, a comes, new in. prosecutor comes in and uses the deposition in the civil suit 
against Bill Cosby and convicts him, and he is in prison today. Still, yeah. and, and, and the problem with the judge in this case was the chief concern he appeared to have was whether or not this could be viewed as extortion. And he completely overlooked the fact that it violated the ethical norm of using a criminal proceeding to settle a civil case. Right, and, right. and that's a completely different analysis. It's not extortion, still improper. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I don't, you know, I just, I, I think these things are fascinating. Let's talk really quickly about victims of the the big, uh, there's, a, there's a Northern California food festival called the Garlic Festival. It attracts over 100,000 people a year. It's huge, this Garlic Festival. So a crazy gunman comes in and kills three people and wounds 13. He cut through the chain link fence came in and, and, and went on a rampage. So now there's, guess what? This, uh, it's a shocker, but there's a lawsuit now against the Garlic Festival saying the following. Number one, they had outdated contract with the security provider. Two, they did not include modern-day risk to large public events or plan for worst-case scenarios. And three, they were ghost, grossly deficient uh, it, with their security and the fencing because it was fem, uh, flimsy. And finally, they didn't have enough trained security. Is flimsy a legal term? I don't know, but I think about the big, huge bolt cutters they have. Uh, I don't know if you could even make a fence, you know, strong enough that Agreed. a bolt yeah. cutter is going to uh, get through. Especially unless it's unless you don't do chain link, you do a one like up on the border, a border wall. But so, a determined bad guy seems to be able to do what a determined bad guy wants to do. Well, what's yeah. the interesting thing here in lawsuits now, the lawsuits from these mass shootings, is is what is the security level that now these big festivals and events have to go through? That's the question. When is there enough enough security? And what do you have to do in order to be secure enough from people coming in and shooting people up? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you, how do you stop someone from jumping a fence or cutting through a fence? Is the judge going to be able to say, well, that's secure enough? I mean, that, who's going to set the standard? Well, there's standards probably. By you're going to have experts. I tell you, we call it the dueling experts. They're going to have experts mm-hmm. in security that are going to determine what uh, you should or shouldn't do, and then uh, anyway, and then that that's what they do. It's dueling experts. We're going to do uh, our famous quick takes, right, Cal? We are, Fred. I'm going to ask you if okay. you have yours ready. I do. Your quick take, Mr. Penny, is what happens when your comfort chickens becomes your comfort meal? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, uh, on the heels of that, mine is <clears throat> Wilbur discusses his codependent relationship with the chickens in the hen house. This is the log line from the pilot episode of the Mr. Ed reboot. <laughs> and Ms. Dirk, your quick take. Is... Remember, just a tip. You don't need a surgeon to cut on your tummy to get circumcised. Wow, we're ending with that one. Thanks for joining us at Radio Law Talk. Come join us next week. Those of you in eastern Kentucky that join us for the first time, please come back. It's usually not this bad. Cal, thank you. We'll be back next week, Pacific Time, 9 to noon. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. See you next time. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.